Hello and welcome to your GG Replay for Monday, January 31st. 2022. GG Replay is, of course, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the late... Wait, Matt. No, 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 no. This... This... We've done this for 99 episodes. We've done this for a long... We need to change things up here. Hello and welcome to Replay. Replay is your weekly dose of gaming news where we recap the week on Sundays with all of the top gaming news stories. I am Paul and I'm joined, as always, by Matt... Now, we're not doing that format today, but that that is what is going to happen. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. This is kind of funny because we recorded yesterday. We did. Uh, we're <laughs> recording this on a Saturday because you are doing your winter camping the rest of the week. So this is coming out on Monday, a couple days early. But you know what? We're not talking about news today, at least not the current news. We're talking about the big stories over the past 100 episodes. So. You know what? It's a good time to, to to talk about that kind of stuff and reflect and make some changes to the show, Paul. We are. We're going to make some changes to the show, and we're going to go through those a bit more in detail. But I will let everyone know at the top of the show, yeah, there's going to be some changes. This will no longer be a three-day-a-week show. This is going to be a weekly gaming news wrap-up that is going to have a lot of really cool features that I think you're all going to love. But... You know what? We have to look back a little bit at what we've done so far. This is episode 100 of GG Replay, and it's important, I think, to look at what we've done so far with GG Replay and going forward with Replay and some of the top stuff we've done. I am so excited. Matt, just, I, I know we're, we're going to go through and we're going to talk about some of our top stories from the year or most important to us stories from the year. But before we do that, I just want to ask you a little bit, what uh, are some of your favorite moments from doing replay in the last year, just in general? Like, I mean, is there like, or even just like a general feeling that you've had from doing the show for, you know, I mean, seven or eight months, I think now. I really liked when we did the soda facts on Fridays. I thought that was yeah. a neat little thing that we did, but unfortunately you quickly run out of soda facts. Uh, there aren't a lot of them until you start to get into like health facts regarding soda. And no, nobody wants that. No one wants yeah. to hear about how unhealthy soda is. <laughs> so we ran out of those quickly, but it was a fun time. I want to ask you, Paul. So we did three before we ever recorded the first episode of GG Replay. We did three test episodes. Can you tell me what the very first story in the very first test episode was? I believe the first story of the first test episode was Bejeweled uh, turning 20 years old. Yeah, it was, yeah. which is looking back, we never would have put that as the first story no. <laughs> in an episode. No way. <laughs> I don't even know if we would have included it uh, nowadays, but it, yeah, it's it's funny looking back at that. We run out of stories uh, so rarely. I th like even like uh, this was a big drought here, like end of December, early January, I think, where I never would have noticed how that's the way it goes until we did a show where we talked about gaming news three times a week. But, uh, you know, it was May, end of May when we did that. And it seems shocking to me that we couldn't find more gaming stories to talk about knowing what we i know now about like finding those stories and, and what our audience likes uh and the fact that we put bejeweled 20 in our first test episode is just funny that like was it a slow week or were we just really bad at finding a good story to talk about so i think part of it is that it was the um 
the pre-E3 week, I think. Oh, yeah, the big drought. Because we started the show right after, like, the Monday after E3, so the test episodes were before E3, and so there was just nothing, because everything big was being saved for that week. Yep, that that totally makes sense. Actually, I I will say, going through some, to get some stories here uh, for us to talk about and some of the most important things that happened in the last... 99 episodes of GG Replay. I did go through the entire outline from 2021 uh, page by page just to see if anything jumped out to me. Uh, so I did see I did see those test episodes. It's so funny how you, you kind of place yourself in the moment of time when you're when you're yeah. reading those. Like I was like, oh, I remember that week. That feels like that week was only you know recently, but I, I guess it was like you know six months ago or something. But I, I remember where I was and I remember being in that moment. I, I felt like I was kind of current there for a second. It was fun. It was fun to go through and do that. I, I guess that's probably like like what happens when people go back and listen to maybe our shows. They feel that same thing. They're like, oh, I remember that week. I don't know why you'd ever go back and listen to an episode of GG Replay unless you really want a specific soda fact. But that is an option. It it is there. <laughs> Which, by the way, Paul saying he went back page by page. The the pages of the 2021 outlines for GG Replay, we do it on Google Docs, 126 pages of outline. And then so far in 2022, we're already on page 24 of outline. <laughs> so it, because as the show is going once a week, it's going to we're going to have way fewer pages to deal with. But it's really funny how like the document started to work really slowly. So we're like, we have to just start a new one for 2022 because the 2021 one I can't even look at it on my phone anymore. It just doesn't yeah. even work because it's so big. So uh, Paul went through quite a lot to come up with these these stories here that we're about to talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, I guess we're never going to reach the highs of 2021's document probably again. But it, it was noticeable to see the little notes we left ourselves in 20 at the beginning when we were doing the, the, the test shows versus towards the end where I was like, including full pull quotes from people and like really getting deep <laughs> yeah. into stories and like well, I'm like oh I have to add like four or five bullet points per story or else like did I even research uh and like <laughs> right. that's so not the case at the beginning I saw one where I was talking about a sea of thieves update and I just went like mermaids those are cool like that's the bullet point I left for myself <laughs> just to like bring up uh which I mean is fine but it's just very different from how we're doing the show now so yeah it's funny to see that uh, change but you know this is all behind the curtain stuff uh and I think everyone at home probably wants to l- listen to us talk about hopefully some of uh, the top stories and the most important stories to us in the last year and so Matt without further ado why don't you get us started started with the uh, I'm trying I kind of try to put these in like a chronological a little bit uh, just uh, one of the top stories or most interesting stories to you in the last year yeah so I'll start off with Palea that's the MMO that's not focused on combat that was announced it is going to have combat in it but it's not all based around it. and that's coming from ex epic devs riot devs blizzard devs it's, it's sort of a team of veterans, maybe not the highest of high up people in these companies, but but people who've worked on big profile games, and they're making this MMO that's based on community. And we know that many of us at Goodnight Groups love MMOs, and so this is something that I'm really hyped for. I've always wanted a really good MMO that has combat in it, but that's not the sole focus. The focus is the social community aspects, and you know, it looks like there will be building up your home, farming maybe different mini games in town, that sort of thing. It kind of, and I I know I mentioned this game a lot because <laughs> I do think it was really good. It kind of reminds me of Toontown in that aspect because Toontown had combat. It had really fun turn-based combat 
in cooperative combat where you can just smack Mickey Mouse silly in a dungeon. It's like a, <laughs> I I wish, imagine like I a wish. like a garage uh, like Siege of Orgrimmar thing, but it's uh, like going into Disneyland and and taking down the mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like yeah, Siege of Orgrimmar. That's funny. So I love that the Toontown had the good fun combat, but it also had playing mini games. It had like go kart racing. It had actually really good player housing and so that's sort of the feel that i'm getting with palea is like a next generation version of the sort of game that toontown was but not not the same thematically at all not not it's not the (laughs) same game but i I, it almost to me personally feels like a spiritual successor almost in ways and i'm sure it's gonna be very different but the the spirit of what Toontown was. That's sort of the feel that I get from Paleo. So I'm really excited about it. I hope that we learn more soon. I know they're still they're still in like alpha phases and stuff like that, but I would love to get in and, and test the game at some point, hopefully. And I, yeah, I'm just hyped for it. I, I it's it's a ways off. I, I think maybe we're talking 2023, 2024 release, yeah, but I yeah. do hope that we maybe get to some later stage alpha testing or beta testing late this year or early next year. That would be awesome to see. And I, I totally agree. And it, it was hard for me to pick exactly who to give this story to because I think we're both really, really excited about Paleo. I remember this this happened like right as we started doing replay. And I remember we were really excited about this story. It was back when we were still trying to like post on the blog like daily. And I remember <laughs> yeah. making a blog post about this and being really, really excited. Uh, and so, yeah, this this is such a cool story. This is such a cool game. I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, you know, like you and I both said, I think MMOs in their current form, I, I think it's going to be hard to see them just kind of iterate or really revolutionize uh, keeping things the way they are. And I think something like this, and I think we both agreed about this, is going to kind of push the genre forward and maybe get MMOs back in a, in a place where we can, you know, get excited about new ones. So this is really cool. And also I, going through the story, uh, going through the page, the document last night, I did see there was like a $30 million investment they got a few months after oh, the yeah, initial story right. broke. Um, so yeah, they have a lot of money behind this too, which is awesome to see. So really, really excited about that. Money, money, money. Here comes money. the money. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, move on to one of my top stories of the year, which is the Steam Deck this is hey. this was exciting and i will say i'll start from the beginning because i saw the. it's so funny seeing the rumblings of, of rumors and then seeing them get more information about them and then seeing yeah. them seeing them actually announced and then seeing them release all in the same document of us following the story uh and the steam deck is one of those things it was initially rumored as the steam pal that was what uh, oh, they were yeah. calling it, which was a terrible name, uh, and but more emblematic of like a Nintendo kind of competitor a little bit, just with the terrible name. Um, but yeah, the Steam Pal was initially what we were kind of calling this, and we weren't 100% sure what this was going to be. It almost felt like it might end up being like a cloud streaming kind of thing, or it was a little confusing. Uh, but when this finally got announced, I was mega hyped. Uh, I remember fighting with you uh, vociferously in Discord, Matt, about how you said this is going to fail and and Valve is making a big mistake. I thought it was the other way around. You know what? I think it was more like, and it wasn't the other way around, but it was more like you saying, uh, I don't know why they do this. Like, I'm sure they have money to like throw at this, but no one's going to buy it. So like, it's cool, but whatever. And I was like, this could change Nintendo. This could change handhelds. 
Listen, I'm pretty sure that I was always high on the Steam Deck. Well, I'm going to have to go check the receipts on that. You should check the receipts on that. I remember Mike and I were, were fighting you to the death, I tell you. And it was the other way that you than what you think. I'm, I'm telling you because I was saying that this is a real competitor to the Switch and, and, and you, know you guys what? were against me, Paul. Oh my gosh, Matt, you, you jogged my memory. That's what it was. You said this was a real competitor to the Switch. Uh, and I said, this is a really cool product and I think it could change handheld, but it's not a competitor to the Switch because people who would buy a Switch wouldn't buy this. I think that's what I said. So maybe you're right. Somewhere in the middle. Then. Somewhere in the middle. I think <laughs> it's one of those classic things, right? Where we both have like polarizing views. It's probably somewhere in the middle. It always is, right? Um, this this thing is so cool. I remember getting hyped about this slowly over time uh, and, and more and more I hear about it, the more excited I am. Just like you too, Matt. I think I think everyone, right? It's just, it's it's a product and a project that we keep uh, it, it, we have the treat of every time we hear more about it, it always impresses. It's always doing better. It's always a little bit more powerful or more liked than we thought it was going to be. And I'm really, really excited to see this launch at the end of the month, February 25th, uh, which is so cool. We're so close to seeing, you know, Digital Foundry probably put up like an hour long video on how the Steam Deck works. And I'm I'm hyped for that because, you know, we can finally get into this thing and see what goes down. So, yeah, really cool story. Really cool to watch that uh, from birth to, or not birth, but like I guess from conception <laughs> to birth uh, and yeah. the rumored talks beforehand. So that was one of those fun ones. Matt, what else do you have? Well, I just can't wait till Steam Deck is a toddler and is a teenager <laughs> and eventually goes off to college and we're empty nesters. And anyway, uh, my, uh, my next story here is HBO's The Last of Us show. We got yeah. a few updates. We got casting updates. There was... A few leaked photos from the set. There was an officially released photo. There's not a whole lot to go off of here other than there was a slow drip of news at various times throughout the first 100 episodes. And mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I love Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. I love The Last of Us. So I I think that this is I think they're going to do a really good job of taking care of the property here. Obviously, Neil Druckmann is highly involved. So that's good. Some people might disagree who didn't like Last of Us Part Two. Uh, Craig Mazin, the other head guy on the show from Chernobyl. That's really the only like serious yeah. thing he's done. He's usually a comedic writer, but uh, Chernobyl was fantastic. Chernobyl's insane, yeah. So I'm I'm excited about this. I think we're gonna learn a lot more about it later this year, if not have it come out later this year. I think we're gonna get pretty close to this pretty soon here. I, I there are rumors that the Last of Us remake might actually come out later this year. And I think if that's the case, they want the show to happen at the same time. So at at latest, like a year from now, the show, I think the season one is going to be out. So I'm excited. Do you think it's inappropriate for me to do a, a Last of Us 2 spoiler really quick? I, I <laughs> It's been uh, over a year. It's yeah, been, right. It's been a couple of years. It's been almost two years. I was just going to say, with, with Pedro Pascal attached and with the Game of Thrones, you know, budget here we're talking about, you know, are we going to see Abby pop out Joel's eyes uh, and like squeeze his head uh, until it explodes in uh, in The Last of Us Part Two, the show? We can only hope that that doesn't happen. Because <laughs> that would be that would be a good way to do it. I don't know how it actually happened because uh, I didn't play either Last of Us game, but uh, I, I would really like a uh, a version of that. That would be fun <laughs> for me, a non fan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Moving on to uh, something that I thought was pretty interesting. I think one of the most important stories of the year, not necessarily my top fun story, but that is the Activision Blizzard controversies, the sexual harassment allegations, uh, and all of the things that uh, were contained there within. Yeah, honestly, this was a huge story. We covered this. It was stories. We covered it uh, through a lot of the middle of our replay tenure of the last 99 episodes. Uh, it was a big thing all fall. And yeah, it was horrific. It was uh, eye-opening. You know, it was it was pretty interesting to see uh, Wall Street Journal and other news sources, journalists, be able to get so much information on this and be able to kind of blow this wide open with a lot of sourcing and things like that, which was great. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff kind of sometimes goes rumored or or isn't necessarily super um, well-researched. And so it was awesome to see them just kind of blow this open. Uh, I mean, it was sad to see, but also good to see that. And, and I think it spurred real change, which was incredible. And we're going to talk more about how that happened later here too, and other top stories, but yeah, ultimately, uh, it didn't initially. Um, but I think it did kind of put a spotlight, uh, on some major issues and it was cool to see that and also kind of spotlighted some issues in the gaming industry too. I mean, this kind of helped reflect back on riot and, and Ubisoft and people kind of went, what happened there? Like, is this, is this kind of, ha it's happening here. It's happening there. It's happening there. It's starting to kind of boil over and come to a head. And I think there's more attention on harassment uh, in gaming companies than there was before. And I think that's important to see. So yeah, ex interesting stuff. Uh, I, I won't go too deep into it. Uh, we, we kind of ran it over uh, in the last 99 episodes uh, and it, it isn't as relevant as it once was. But yeah, this was a super important story and it led to, I would say, what is the top story of the last nine episodes uh, kind of happening. So, yeah. Yeah, it, this was without a doubt the, the second biggest story. It was the second, you know, most conversation around this story of the first 100 episodes only topped by the story that, like you said, came directly because of this. But yeah, my, my next one is the Blue Box Game Studios drama with Abandoned and... <laughs> And I, Hassan, is that his name? I honestly can't even remember. Kojima, all this stuff going on. By the way, what the hell ever happened with Abandon? Um, <laughs> I, I, did was, they abandon it? It was, <laughs> it was abandoned, abandoned, I think. <laughs> was it just an art project that uh, trolled everyone? I don't know. Really fun to follow the conspiracy when it was happening. You had so much fun with this, Matt. You were, you were so deep in the conspiracy. <laughs> The thing is, like, it just seemed so obvious. There were way too many connections. It really felt like it had to be a Kojima thing. Like, the Sasan guy had to be an, an actor or something. Uh, maybe he was real, but, like, putting on a a face, you know, not act, that he was really the, the mastermind behind the whole thing. But it turns out it really is just a shitty game, and they were really smart i guess to play along with things but also not because now every like everyone's forgotten about the whole thing and mm -hmm. hassan got a lot of shit yeah. much of it deserved not necessarily harassment but uh, a definitely bit. definitely criticism no i mean like the harassment maybe not deserved but the criticism oh yes absolutely yeah. deserved he really played into it and it made the story more interesting for sure yeah. and it made the conspiracy more fun but it didn't help his case at all. And who knows what's going to happen with Abandon now. It's still it's still weird that Sony was like attached to this thing. That this was yeah. going to be, you know, this was a live app on PS5 with the DualSense, which never actually really happened. It was just that really short 
like literally two second video that was supposed to be in the engine, whatever the hell that meant when it was clearly, I think pre-rendered. I I don't, I don't know. It it wouldn't have mattered if it was or wasn't because of the dual sense. I don't think there was actually anything that happened with it. It was stupid. Uh, The whole thing is dumb, but it was really fun to follow at the time. It was so funny and we had a lot of fun with it and we had a lot of dissenting opinions on game groups and on replay and oh my goodness. You know, it was a thing where, like you were just saying, I think it was smart for them to buy into the hype, but then there was like a level where you had to kind of keep some mystery and Hassan fully just like basically lied the entire time and was like <laughs> yeah. basically going as far as to say like, yeah, this is going to be exactly what you think it is. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like, dude, you have to like back a little bit uh and he didn't and so there we go (laughs) now we if you weren't following it at the time it's one of those classic things where if you didn't see it while it was happening uh you have no idea and you shouldn't care uh now so (laughs) right yeah exactly but it was really funny at the time all right moving on to another top story for me another kind of stinker here the disappointment of new world we followed this uh (laughs) sporadically throughout the uh autumnal season we were really really hyped for new world especially you matt matt and um and josh uh, as well from game groups um pretty hyped uh, as mmo fans there and you guys got me really hyped and so i got really hyped for new world and i paid my full price for new world and uh i tried to refund it but they did not let me i played just an hour too long <laughs> and so uh so yeah new world uh had a lot of controversies a lot of issues huge issues with security uh, issues with the ability to dupe items in the game, issues with, you know, br- the economy broke two or three times and they had to give players a bunch of money to fix that. And then that kind of also broke the economy, it's, which this is really difficult um, to have something like that happen in a game that has like a player based economy. There isn't like traditional vendors or anything. It's like the entire thing is the wow auction house. So the the vendor or the story of the economy really matters. So that was bad. Uh, ultimately, even like the game design, the game director came on uh, some interviews, not ours, of course, uh, and were and was like, yeah, we moved too fast and we kind of fucked it up. Uh, Amazon Game Studios, ladies and gentlemen, the like Bezos is going to space in a penis rocket and they can't get New World right. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, it was disappointing. I did at one point believe that eventually this game might kind of get fixed and end up being what it, we kind of imagined it would be. I'm really not feeling that anymore. What I'm currently feeling is that it's just kind of going to kind of exist as one of those okay MMOs that people kind of float back to. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to have any sort of major lasting impression on the genre, which sucks, but there we go. The death of new world is the fact that you're right. Like I, I think it is one of those games that people are going to want to jump back into every once in a while. A lot of MMO players just jump around between MMOs. The problem with new world it's broken to the point where it's not something that you can commit yourself to because the economy is so fucked at this point. Yeah. And because the, the way PVP works, it's really just like the, the companies which are like guilds in the game that own the server can't (laughs) really, you can't compete against that. So it kind of sucks. And I don't know. I I just, I really thought new world was going to be something good, but I guess there were things that, during alpha testing and beta testing and stuff like that, you can't anticipate once the rest of the world gets a hold of it. 
and then you you notice the just the glaring bugs and glitches and exploits and then you know when you have a bunch of servers you have all these different uh variations of of, of possible populations and companies and, and how pvp is going to work and on a massive scale and it it really showed that the game was really just held together by twigs and glue and maybe a little bit of shoestring uh, but that's about it and a whole lot of heart just kidding there wasn't really any heart that <laughs> was a pure corporate greed i'm kidding there are people obviously out there who i'm sure put their heart and soul into this game but it definitely was not uh, Amazon Game Studios' real vibe here. And yeah, I think one of the issues too, and I won't harp on it, but this was clearly made to be a PvP-focused game, uh, and then people wanted it to have some PvE and be more of a PvE-focused game because it, it was kind of built you know, to compete with a lot of traditional MMOs a little bit. And so they went back and forth and back and forth, and now we have a game that should have that PVP was supposed to be the focus, but it's not good enough. Like the PVP isn't focused enough for it to work. Uh, and the PVE is so lazy that it's not enough to keep you there. So there's not, <laughs> it's not a good focus, which is a problem. So my next big story was the saints row reboot. Yeah. I'm not going to go into this too much because I think there's still a lot left to be seen regarding this game, especially, you know, having it be delayed by, what was it like six months six months yeah so uh, august or september or something is is mm -hmm. the new august, uh, yeah. release window so i'm excited just because i really liked the original saints row games like one two and three after that it really did sort of jump the shark but this looks like a return to form i mean you're not playing as a you're not playing as the president slash superhero in this one so that's <laughs> that's a good that's a good reverting back to the to the original game so i'm excited for it i think I'm glad that they delayed it because it did look like it needed some more time, but I think it'll be fine. It doesn't need to have the greatest story in the world. It doesn't need to be as realistic as a GTA game. It just needs to be a good time. The destruction that they have been showing in some of the videos looks really good. It just looks like fun playground sandbox type game. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and also one of my top stories was another announcement here, which is Spider-Man 2 getting announced on the ps5 i am so excited for this game it will be the thing just like the ps4 it will be the thing that makes me buy a ps5 <laughs> uh so i'm kind of waiting till 2023 i figure eh, i can wait get a better deal get a better chance of getting one maybe there'll be a slim or something by then that'll save me some money i don't know but i am excited i doubt it with the chip shortage but uh, i am excited to uh play spider-man 2 spider-man 1 and miles morales were both so incredible I think putting both of those games kind of together with a slew of new villains and like maybe a darker tone uh, is going to be the ticket to something really special. And I'm kind of really excited to see like a, a good comic book story here. And I think the last two did that well, but there was also a bit of introduction kind of going on a little bit. Uh, and right. I think we can kind of just dive right in here and get a little in the deep end. So I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. And my next one is the game that was announced right before that during the same event with the Gran Turismo video sandwiched in between. But that's uh, Marvel's Wolverine that is also by Insomniac. They are just workhorses over there making amazing games at a ridiculous pace. And this is hype. Wolverine is yeah. probably my favorite superhero comic book character. And I am really excited to see what Insomniac can do with a more grounded type of superhero, I guess. 
literally he's not going to be swinging through the air <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes where are they going to set it who knows there are some clues in the in the teaser video that it could be um it, it, the name escapes me it's like the south pacific uh paul what is that What's it called? Madripoor. Yes. Madripoor. Oh my God. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Thank God you remembered. I was going to like loudly Google it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it seems like maybe like it could be set there. There's also. But to be fair, when like Wolverine's mostly in Madripoor, he's like patch or whatever. And he has the weird eye patch. That's and he's true. like going through That's and running true. a club, which doesn't seem to be the vibe here. I think, sorry, I, I don't want to jump on you, but I think like the big rumor, right, is like going through and destroying um, bases from like the, the weird military people. That was one of the That things. could be. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Um, so there were other clues that it, it looks like a maybe based in Canada or something mm-hmm. like that. And the aesthetic of the teaser also seems to maybe indicate something like that. But I also think this teaser like the game is still pretty early, probably. I mean, we are probably looking at late 2023 or 2024, yeah. maybe even beyond that. I mean, this, this yeah. game's a ways off, but I'm super hyped about it. I can't wait. And I, I know I'm totally confident Insomniac is going to knock it out of the park. I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think this is exciting partly because we have no idea what's going to happen. And that hype is always the most fun. Uh, but also it's good because we can trust Insomniac and we can trust Wolverine as being a good property. And all this together is a really good team. up. So no matter what, the hype is fun of not knowing what it is. But also I'm, I feel confident that even if it's not what I think it's going to be, it'll be good. So that's really exciting. So cool. Man, that was one of our, until very recently, that was one of our top videos on YouTube is you and I yeah. freaking out, you specifically freaking out over Wolverine uh, during when we streamed uh, live the event. And that was so funny. A lot of fun. All right, moving on. Uh, another top thing for me, and definitely I think something that you loved as well, Matt, which is Riot's Arcane Netflix show. This thing came out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, it didn't. We yeah. knew about this, and I mean, we knew about, but the marketing and things they put into this, this was literally everywhere. You could go to you could go to Times Square, or you could go to a bus stop in the middle of nowhere, and you will see an ad for Arcane, or you would have in November 2021. This was absolutely bananas the amount of money they put into this but also the animation was so clean uh it looked amazing the voice acting was top notch the story was incredible like what the hell like this is one of those things where we talked about this a million times and riot just had a crazy year both of us are really really bullish and excited about what riot has on the horizon uh even though you know for either of us there's like you know a lot of games in the catalog that aren't the games that we would play um they just have a lot going on here and oh my god like one of the few things they didn't have or one of the few things that was only really big amongst super fans was the world building and the lore that wasn't right. as as you know established right you might say oh i love the way vi looks but you don't really like unless you're like a big fan you probably didn't like look too much into her story and if you did it, chances are for some of the characters the story was like one page on the website uh, right. So, so you know, to make a whole show and expand these characters and, and their relationships to each other and how that all kind of factored into, you know, later and how they show up in Runeterra and how they show up in League of Legends and things like that later. So cool. Uh, I, I could go on and on forever about it. Um, the last thing I'll say is stop maybe shipping Vi and, and Caitlyn and... And, and <laughs> I, listen, I, I don't think that you need to have them, like, make out for it to be a valid 
um, gay relationship. But I do think I do think we should at least just have something like that. So I know you're not queer baiting the audience because I have to tell you right now, I have never shipped something so hard in my life. So <laughs> <laughs> kudos to everyone involved. Uh, I, I am, I'm so sorry. I forget who plays Caitlin, but kudos to Haley Steinfeld on Vi. Um, I'm also a huge Vi fan now. Um, I just I'm, I'm really I think I'm going to buy the Fortnite skin if it's still in the store. I keep forgetting to. Uh, they just put that one out and uh, yeah, I'm just so hyped. So yeah, sorry. I just, I forgot how much I loved Arcane and then I started talking about it. So I got <laughs> I got to pull back. We're really living through the Steinfeld Assance right now. We are. Every, it is, as I saw, like a, I think it was Vogue or some magazine was like, this is Haley Steinfeld's moment. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it is. And we are not stopping. Hawkeye also was great. Sorry, I got to stop. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't really even know who she is. I thought she was a singer, but she's no. an actress. Mm-hmm. So I, I before watching Arcane, I, I knew the name, but I didn't really know who she was. Anyway, uh, we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> My next big story was Sony's Spartacus, which is their rumored Game Pass competitor, which I do think we're like a month or two away from really hearing about this thing. They have to. They have to get on this because they are. Uh, it's a bad moment for for Sony right now. It is, and there has been more and more indicating that we might be seeing something like this. Certain literature that they had, not literature, but like copy that they had regarding PlayStation Now. Like I think that's all gone. PlayStation Plus yep. is changing. It really seems like they're gonna wrap everything into this one product. Actually, I just saw this morning they had the 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 leaked picture, I guess, that shows the um, or I maybe it's not leaked at this point. Maybe it's been announced what the, the PS Plus games are for February. Right. It used to say like the the PlayStation Plus games of the month or something like that. Now it's now it says like the, the free games of the month or something along oh. those lines. So it's they're not using the, the language PlayStation Plus. I do think there's going to be a PlayStation event in February, like a state of play or something. I'm thinking around the time that Horizon comes out because I think that's going to be part of it. There's going to be gameplay for Horizon and they're they're also going to maybe announce the Spartacus thing and then announce that Horizon is going to be a part of it to help oh, sell Spartacus. I do think that we are like a month away from this actually happening. Um, so it's exciting. I do think... It's not going to be a true Game Pass competitor, but the fact that there are so many good first-party Sony games is enough to probably warrant the cost of some sort of subscription service. If they can throw in some partnerships with with third parties, that would be great, but there are so many first-party PlayStation games that are so good that this is this is gonna work uh, regardless, but I I don't think it's going to be a true Game Pass competitor unless they just blow my socks off and say that we've partnered with Ubisoft and EA and you're getting all these big major third party uh, AAA games. I just don't know if I see that happening, uh, but I guess it's possible. Sony does have a lot of money, like not even in the realm of Microsoft money, but they do have a right. lot of money generally. Right, not in the same realm. They are taking a different approach. They can't just like brute force go out and buy these major studios. But what they can do is be smart about how they're going to use that money and either buy exclusive games from those studios, which they tried to do with Starfield before the Bethesda deal went through, or 
maybe have these partnerships through something like Spartacus where they can have exclusive content or discounted content through Sony, but not necessarily buying studios. Yeah, I, I just want to say really quick on this. I, I remember when we first talked about this story that you were kind of saying, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you were kind of saying that I don't know if this will be, it'll be more of a repackage PS Now, PS Plus, and less so about like putting like, let's say Horizon or other first party games day one on the service. I think that was kind of the thing because like, yeah, they, they didn't really need to do that. But I think both of us can probably agree now that that might need to be the case now yeah. with how Microsoft yeah. has done this Activision Blizzard acquisition and just the amount of IP they have. They really, really might need to have something at least for first party PlayStation exclusives that's going to do that because otherwise they are they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I really think my opinion has since changed on that and that's why I do think that potentially we're going to see an event talking about this in February and saying, "Oh yeah, and by the way, Horizon is going to be on that service and you can get it day 1." I I just think that's that's something that they're going to have to do if they want to continue to compete. Now, that's as far as competing. If they wanted to, they could still just sell the games, not not put them on the service day one, sell them for 70 bucks, and people are still going to buy these games because mm -hmm. people love first-party PlayStation games. But it would benefit them to build the user base uh, by, by having a service with day one uh, options like that. Absolutely. All right, moving on to another story of mine. I won't go too crazy on it, but Microsoft is making a new one versus 100 I'm so hey. excited for this. I believe Jeff Grubb confirmed that it's definitely happening as uh, yes. a few months ago. And so, I mean, that's all there is to say. This was so much fun. I love live game. I love game shows. I love live game shows. Uh, and I think being able to do that through an app or through a game is so cool. Uh, Matt, you and I both kind of got caught up in the HQ trivia hype yeah. uh, a few years ago. And even though that was like a colossal mess at the end of it, uh, I'm really, really, I loved one versus a hundred back in 360 days. And I am, I think now is the time. I think it was ahead of its time. And I think now is a perfect time to be able to do live games like that. I think it's going to be so much fun, but I think they do have to do something a little bit special to it to make it, it might be behind its time a little bit now if they keep it the way it was. So they'll have to do something a little bit more interesting with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so hyped, like bring it on. <laughs> My next story is the PSVR 2 announcement, and I'm not going to go into this a lot because we, we talked about it a lot fairly recently. Right. This is exciting. The technology is so much better than the first PSVR. I think that they're going to really be investing a lot of money into the games for this. More so, I feel like the first time around with PSVR 1, it was a lot about the hardware, and maybe they didn't... The games were on the back burner and they, maybe they were hoping that there would be third parties developing for it and that didn't quite happen as much as they were hoping. But with PSVR 2, I think they're really going to be investing in having their first party studios that they own making games for it. And so that's really exciting. It's going to be on the same level of the best VR systems out there. We, we have seen the rumors of Half-Life Alex going to PSVR 2. That's really exciting. I hope that is the case because I will be buying PSVR 2 and <laughs> Alex, yeah. and that's going to be a system seller for a lot of PlayStation users. So it's exciting. I can't wait to hear more about PSVR 2 and see it in action and, and hear about more of the games that are going to be coming out for it. Yeah, the tech in that thing is nuts. The foveated eye tracking and things, I'm... I'm so excited. Like I again, I don't I'm not even like super crazy about PS5 and what and, and PSVR and stuff. I mean, it's all good stuff. It's just not necessarily like directed to me, but 
I'm thinking about buying VR and I'm like, God, it just feels like a bad deal to buy any VR that's not PSVR 2 soon. Like, it's just like the best value. It's crazy. All right. Uh, my next story. It's so funny. The last two stories you have are like these really important, interesting stories. The last two of mine are just like things that I thought were cool. <laughs> um, one is Sonic Frontiers. I won't belabor the point, but I just think that this and Mike and I have talked about this genuinely I'm not trolling I think this could be a really interesting turning point for Sonic I think there's a chance here for this to be something good I am super cautious and I will not be surprised at all if it's just a weird (laughs) runny empty shitty game but on the flip side I just think there's a possibility for an open world running Sonic game that a lot of work and passion is put into that could you know recreate some of the magic of playing the original Sonic Adventure games when you were a kid back when that was still, you know, modern and things like that. Because, you know, Matt, I mean, you played it recently on your your torture stream and Mike played it recently on, on stream as well. Like Sonic Adventure 2, I mean, and I, I just remember like, A, this was fun when I was a kid, but also B, it was just it was for 2001. It was a pretty good game. It was pretty solid and i just I, I think frontiers could finally bring 3d sonic into the space it's supposed to be in i just think trying to fit it in tiny little boxes doesn't work and i think this might be it so the hype is real for me yeah i'm curious to see how it turns out but i am i don't even want to say cautiously optimistic i'm cautious <laughs> I, I i would say the same i'm i'm fully cautious i'll be more shocked if it's good than bad but that being said i want it to be good i want to be proven wrong i want to be surprised my final story, and I'm not going to go on and on about this, but it's it's Microsoft acqu- acquiring Activision Blizzard for $68 billion. We've <laughs> talked about this a ton on both this show and Game Groups, and we're going to continue to talk about it, I'm sure, because there's going to be more coming out of it. We're going to see eventually the real changes that Microsoft makes and what starts happening because of, of their handling of the company. But this was without a doubt the biggest story of our first hundred episodes and the biggest story of, I mean, it's hard to imagine that there will be another bigger story in 2022. I think it already takes the cake for biggest story of the year yeah. in January. <laughs> so this is massive. I can't wait to see what, what comes from it because I've said it a million times already. I think that this is only a good thing. Activision Blizzard was going nowhere and new leadership with Microsoft and Phil Spencer and all that is, is going to turn things around, I think. And we love Blizzard games and we want to see their IP put to good use. So I'm all aboard on this. I can't wait to see what comes from it. And also really hyped about Blizzard's survival game. Uh, yeah. their unannounced survival, their unannounced announced survival game <laughs> and, uh, how that'll be shaped with, uh, this acquisition. I totally agree on all fronts with that, Matt. And yeah, like like you said, we've heard both of our opinions a lot on that, so I won't belabor the point. Uh, here's my dark horse top story of the year, and that is <laughs> Black Myth Wukong. The gameplay we saw from this, uh, listen, th- I, and I'm not. This was in no particular order, so I'm not saying this is like the, my absolute most important story of the year. But I, the hype I had watching this gameplay trailer. Matt, I think you recall, I came in, I was like, did you see this gameplay trailer? Like, this (laughs) is like the greatest looking game I've ever seen. Uh, I love like Wukong kind of stuff. I love uh, Wukong in in League of Legends. I love Goku in Dragon Ball, who's also kind of a Wukong Journey of the West kind of character. Uh, I love all the, the, you know, mythology behind that. And, you know, listen, like, it just looks like the coolest looking souls. Like, the Unreal Engine 5 stuff is crazy. And I'll just say off the bat, 
yeah, this game is probably a weird, even if it comes out, which it probably seems like it might, it's probably gonna be a jank fest, terrible game. But I will say recently, the company, uh, the, the developer did put out like a funny trailer thing where they showed off, like they talked about like, all the hard work they're putting in and the heart. And then they showed like purposely this like janky fight with a tiger where it's all bugged out. It's like a joke <laughs> to like, to like kind of like as a contrast. So they're having fun with it. I think they know like people are kind of like, uh, a little up like uh, you know not optimistic a little bit cautious about this game uh you skeptical, know this came, yeah. this yeah skeptical this came out of nowhere uh and it's from you know developers that are pretty unknown and so i think that i mean really unknown so and there's really very little information on the internet about this but the stuff i saw the unreal engine 5 footage is the most beautiful game i've ever seen in my life uh will it it end up being like this almost certainly not but even if it's like close even if it's like two like 60 percent of the way to this or something like forget about it like this this looks so cool uh i'm i'm very hype <laughs> there were rumors this week about sony trying to buy this as an exclusive for playstation the Smart only move. thing with that there were conversations within that conversation about the whole japan china rivalry and how that would potentially work as far as uh, those co- those companies working together, yep. uh, if it would even be permitted. So I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, but it's an interesting idea. I'm very skeptical about this game, but it is looking more and more real as time goes on. Uh, but we'll have to see if it if it is what if the game ends up being what we've seen, then yeah, it'll be fantastic, and I'm excited about it. But I have a hard time believing that. But Paul, we'll see. Yeah, like this, there's some stuff that seems possible and then you see like the individual footprints crunching in the snow and like leaving yeah. deep marks and it's like, yeah, that was one of the things that wowed me and that's also one of the things that's least likely to happen, but oof, it was so beautiful. Just the, you know what, it was just one of those things for possibilities, right? And I won't, I won't but like, it won't go on forever, but <laughs> it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, in the next five to ten years, this is what games will probably yeah. look like with when Unreal Engine 5 really gets going and we really see people start to develop for it. So even if it's not Black Myth Wukong, uh, I will say that gameplay trailer just made me so excited for the future of games. All right. Now, Matt, we're not going to go crazy here, but let's uh, talk a little bit about the future of GG Replay. We did tease a little bit at the beginning of the show. I hope no one like left and they were like in protest or like, forget this. I'm out of here. No three days a week. I'm done. Um, but we do. We are going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek at our plans for the future, which is going to be a new rebrand for the show. First off, like I said, GG Replay is going to go one show a week. Now, Matt, you did say, and I think it's important to mention, we will do emergency episodes periodically if big news comes out midweek. Like if the Microsoft Activision Blizzard news came out on a Thursday, we'd do a short episode that night just to kind of hit the feed and make sure, you know, we, you get our our. our fresh reactions which is good um also event weeks like e3 um, if we ever get e3 again or maybe even like summer <laughs> games fest or something like that um we might do more than one episode of the week during that as well just to kind of hit that event right because it's it's an important time for gaming and that's what we're here for so now uh new name and logo it's going to be replay not gg replay just replay uh we think this is just a we call it replay all the time internally uh, and I just think, yeah, we don't we don't need GG. It's Goodnight Groups. You know who we are. And we'll mention it at the top of every show. So we, we're just going to go straight in with Replay. We're going to have a new logo that's going to play on that uh, name a little bit, too. Uh, and we're still kind of finishing up development on that, but it's going to look awesome. We're really, really excited to see that hit podcast feeds. But it won't just be hitting podcast feeds, Matt, because the show 
will also be streamed live on our Twitch channel. This is now a new thing we're going to be experimenting with, doing GG, or not GG, doing replay live on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Matt, what's your what's your thoughts behind this? I, I know I kind of spearheaded this, but I am really I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be a cool change for the show. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. It's going to make the show more of an event. I think going to one week, it would feel like we're taking away from people if, if we go to one week and and don't have the Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing anymore. But the fact that we're adding in the live show aspect of it, I think that we're you know, we're trying to give people a little something extra, make an event out of that one episode per mm-hmm. week, even though, you know, you're not getting the two other episodes, but we're trying to make it a bigger deal when we do the one episode. So I'm excited about that. We're going to, you know, b- before the episode, post episode, we'll have interactions with, with chat and we'll talk about the news with everyone. And I think it's going to be a good t- almost just like a bunch of friends coming together to talk about the gaming news for the week. Yeah, this is so awesome. And I, and I won't lie, I'll, I'll give inspiration. You know, I used to listen to This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte and that kind of stuff. And that was always uh, done live on Sunday evenings. Uh, and that was always like kind of a, a last word, you know, wrap up of technology. And so I think it's cool to have something like that for gaming, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, I'm starting a new job soon, Matt, you know, you're, you're working, you know, the Sunday scaries are a real thing. And I think having like a fun little wrap up talking about gaming, hanging with your friends Sunday evening for us and for people watching, I think is going to be a really cool way to position this. So I'm excited to kind of fill that slot because I think, you know, that's a, that's a time when people just want to chill out and you know catch up on what's been happening in gaming so it's it's really cool uh the recorded audio and video will be released on monday nights uh we'll have now have a video portion of replay that will be uploaded to youtube which is going to be awesome and i promise it won't just be us on a discord call uh there will be b-roll video uh and we'll edit it down to the main stories of the week so you know there will be a longer you know version on twitch uh, and audio probably might be a little bit too but the video is going to be more of a condensed version where we talk about the main stories of the week uh, and to kind of do a, a big uh, wrap up of that and uh, condense all that information, which is going to be awesome. Uh, and I will say, uh, you know, we have Mike behind the scenes, uh, you know, our dedicated production group. I mean, he does so much stuff, Mike, but uh, he will be kind of producing in the background, hopefully um, going forward for this show. So that's going to be awesome. So we're going to have that for all the video cuts and everything else and having all the B-roll. So really, really cool. Uh, and we'll all be there. We'll be there live. Uh, there'll be exclusive content on the Twitch stream, of course, because we'll be doing some behind the scenes and some setup. We're not going to like jump right in. Of course, we're going to get on Twitch and kind of, you know, chat it up a little bit and just kind of get cozy before we start our show. Maybe hang out for a little bit after and just kind of chat for a little bit. Nothing crazy, but uh, there will be that kind of fun interaction, which is cool. And we'll be reading chat as well during the show and attempting to reply when possible. You know, it is primarily still first and and foremost a podcast. Um, So that is going to be the focus. We're not going to be like replying too much uh, aloud to chat. Um, But we will be, you know, if one person's uh, talking a bit or doing a segment, we might be able to hop on and type a little bit. Maybe Mike could be there. I don't know. Um, And also... Uh, you know, we might, if there's a lot of stuff happening in chat, uh, we might, you know, take some suggestions from there when we're talking about certain things or just kind of take those uh, opinions into consideration. So it will, we do want it to be, you know, kind of a good experience, but yeah, chat will mostly be for like enjoying the show with other people and kind of talking to each other. Um, but we will be monitoring that as well, which will be a lot of fun. Now, the first episode, you want to know this, you want to know when you can listen to it. Well, the first episode will be on Sunday, February 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern. That is going to be this Sunday coming up. This is so exciting. This is, it's going to happen. So be ready. The show will be around an hour long, which is awesome. 
Uh, it's going to be me and Matt with Mike producing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? Listen, we hear you potentially returning to three episodes per week once we hit a certain Patreon threshold. You know, that's that that could happen, right? We've looked at that option. That's there as well. Um, so, you know, if, if you really are clamoring for three episodes a week or we have the time or we can make enough money for that to work, then that's awesome. Um, but for right now, Matt, like just to peel the layer back a little bit here, like what, what was your Friday? what did your Friday look like? So when I get home from work at about six o'clock on Friday, we do G we record GG replay and you go into editing. I used to do all of the editing for, for <laughs> GG replay. And when it was on video, it was doing the the video and then exporting it to, to audio, but we'll do a GG replay that the edit happens. Then I'm, I'm editing game groups, which was recorded the, the previous evening. And that, show is usually about an hour and a half and the edit because it's about an hour and a half usually takes three or four hours and then uh i'm scheduling sfg which comes out saturday mornings at seven so i'm scheduling that after that so usually when i get home on a friday night i'm doing group stuff from 6 p.m to about 1 a.m um and so that that's been my fridays really for the last six seven months and so this is going to give me a little bit of a break on Fridays and make life a little bit easier while also being able to move this one show a week to Sunday nights on Twitch so that we can make an event out of it. Um, but not putting everything like every Friday was just like the day during the week that everything happened. And, you know, we were also busy earlier in the week because, you know, we were doing the show three days a week and I had to write game groups usually on a Tuesday because that's the one day that we weren't doing uh, replay, um, or anything else. And so essentially I, I do work on good night group stuff seven days a week. Some mm -hmm. days it's more than others. Friday was, like I said, always the worst. It was like a, a second day of work as soon as I got home, which <laughs> yes. is fine because I love doing it. Right. But at the same time, I need to, uh, <laughs> I need to hang out with the family a little bit as well. So yeah. this is easing up scheduling for us a little bit while also trying to make the show better. Maybe yes. not as frequent, but it's gonna be quality over quantity. And that's what we're kind of going for moving forward. Exactly, you know, right now we're doing three shows a week, which is fun, but also I feel like those three shows are good. Um, but I think doing one show a week, really putting the effort into it is going to make it that one show really, really great. And then that's is going to, you know, we couldn't really do video because that would take too much time doing three days a week. We couldn't do live because that's a crazy commitment three days a week. But doing one show, we can do live, we can do video, we can kind of hit a lot of different marks now um, because we can pour all of our focus into this one weekly uh, show, which is awesome. So I, we're really, really, really excited about being able to do this. We can put way more effort, like I said, into the show uh, and we can engage live. We can do so much stuff that we couldn't do before because we were kind of trying to like work around each other's schedules and rush around and try to do three shows a week, uh, as well as doing game grooves, as well as writing, as well as editing. There was so much going on. So, you know, Matt, even if your Friday ends up being still a little bit long or whatever, because of game groups, whatever, at least you don't have Monday and Wednesday and all these other days. So it, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of uh, condenses some of this for our, for our purposes, because listen, we love making this content. We would love to make just endless amounts of it and do it all the time. Um, but unfortunately, or for better or for worse, we're just not, you know, able to do it financially right now. Um, you you know, it's it, we, we also have to work our day jobs uh, and that uh, takes up a lot of our time. And so we don't want to burn out in our after work time. So 
uh, you know, we got to, you know, be able to do what's right, but we don't want to cancel any shows or anything like that. So replay is honestly, I think going to get better uh, from this change, uh, but it will also free us up a little bit to, you know, have a lot more fun with it too. I think there's points recently where we were like, oh, it's Monday. I just did replay yesterday and now I got to like, I got to do the other one. It's like, it's always like you said last night, it's always fun when we get together and do replay. We have it such a great time, but sometimes the stress of having to do three shows a week um, just for replay is a lot. So it's, it's nice. I think we're going to have so much more fun to doing the show on Sundays. So I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. We made this decision to move to one a week and kind of rebrand around like the somewhere between episode like 80 to 85, something like that, like early mid December. But at yeah. the same time we were like, let's at least get to a hundred episodes doing it the regular way that we've been doing just because we want to, we committed to something and we want to yeah. see it through to at least some sort of big number. And so a hundred was that number. And I think it's a good time to, to make that rebranding effort happen. It's, it's a new year. It's there's, there's a bunch of other stuff going on with Goodnight Grooves that we want to do. This will also allow Paul yes. and I to work on things like game reviews and doing other stuff on YouTube because the YouTube channel has been sort of neglected outside of Southern Fried Groups, which right. is a fantastic show, but that's the only thing. It's mostly Mike kind of running a lot of the video side of right. things because he's not doing replay and game groups, so we can kind of focus on that side of things. But yeah, it kind of is, is a bummer for us to have to not be able to engage in how fun that side of things are because we're too busy with the podcast. So it's cool to be able to do still two huge podcast shows a week, which is awesome. Um, but you know, it's like about resources, right? So, you know, it just wasn't a, it wasn't, I guess paying off, but like B we weren't getting the enjoyment out of doing three shows a week. Um, for replay that we'd, we'd get more enjoyment, I think, and have better content out of one show a week replay and then being able to do a bunch of other stuff on the side and, and see what sticks. So, and we want to stream more too. Like yes. Paul wants to stream some games. I want to stream some games. I've been thinking about a Sunday morning type thing, but don't. That's not set in stone yet. But <laughs> something like that. We we enjoy doing that sort of thing. And the way replay worked before with three days a week made it really difficult for us to do other things. But now we'll be able to expand out and and do re still do replay, but also do other things. Absolutely. Totally fair. And yeah, I, I think the cool thing about this too is this is going to be a proof, uh, proof of form for us for, for Twitch. And we really want to try to have more of a Twitch presence because I think that is something that can set us apart a little bit. And it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to engage with all of you people. It's going to be so amazing. So yeah. So I mean, you know, going forward, maybe we'll have some more shows on Twitch. We have some ideas for shows we could do on Twitch, not necessarily podcasts, but like special, you know, theme streams. Uh, and uh, also maybe we'll do a game groups on there or some other events you know there's a lot that we i'm not putting anything in stone but it's just it'll be cool to try this out replay is going to be our first way of trying that out and we're really really excited but you know what that i don't want to go too crazy here we spent a good amount of time here we're hitting about the hour mark of the show uh so i don't know what it'll be in the edit but that's what we're at right now in the recording so i think uh you know it's probably a good time to wrap things up but yeah i i think honestly if you can take anything away from this the show's only about to get a lot better these first 99 episodes have been so incredible and i'm really really excited for the future of the show me too paul i'm excited and uh we'll see you uh on sunday for the live show on twitch and if you're still just a podcast listener and you can't attend those live shows we'll see you next monday absolutely we'll still have the podcast we'll still have we'll have youtube if you want to check out that show which is awesome great second screen content i'm hoping we haven't we haven't like 
tested it yet, but I, I'm really excited. So yeah, I'm not going to plug anything else. You know what? Uh, just thank you so much, everyone who's listened. That's really amazing. Uh, and you know what? Just if you can listen to the next episode, uh, check out our new format, maybe come back, maybe check out the stream on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That would be the greatest thing you could do. That's that's the plug. And until then, we will see. Uh, well, not until then. We won't see you. We'll see you then. <laughs> but until then, good night, Groups.